0: How are you now <laughs> how are you on this fine Saturday evening or maybe it's Sunday maybe you just got up you decided to listen to a hockey podcast as you're you know getting ready for football Sunday it's one. it's one of the most wonderful times isn't it you know that early Sunday morning before the football games start so before that, let's talk a little bit of hockey. Hello and welcome to another special episode of the Bottom 6 Minutes podcast presented by Habs Eyes and the Prize. I am Matt Drake and I am here to talk a little bit more about the scrimmages at Montreal Canadiens selection camp. Um Look, I I didn't do an episode after yesterday's scrimmages. I decided because it it just kind of would have been me as a broken record saying the same things over and over again. I wanted to organize my thoughts a little bit, uh, maybe condense things into one episode for the two days worth of scrimmages. And I think I've done that. And I want to start out uh, again, not with a recap, because I feel like recapping the scrimmages is kind of silly. Nobody really cares about the score or the result of those games. What we're looking for here is who is kind of making themselves undeniable. Who's, who, who has a chance of making the roster. Um, which players who are definitely already going to be on the roster are looking good and which ones aren't. And I've, I've got a lot of positivity that I can talk about uh, in those two days worth of scrimmages. And there's two players that I really want to focus on right off the top of this podcast. is Joshua Huet and Owen Beck. Uh, both of these kids look like they are determined, to make themselves a spot on the Montreal Canadiens roster, and they both have varying degrees of chances of doing so. And I'll get into all of that, but I want to start with Joshua Watt. Uh, As we all know, anybody who listens to this podcast knows he's one of my absolute favorites, and he has been skating. If you have been watching the scrimmages, you'll know this already. With Kirby Doc and Sean Monahan as one of the top lines, and I would argue that line has been maybe the best overall that we've seen at camp. Certainly among the best that we've seen at camp so far. Um, Hawaii just jives really well with those two. It was surprising. Even the announcers that were doing the play-by-play for the scrimmages were surprised at how, you know, not out of place he managed to look with two regular NHL players. One veteran and, and one guy who's kind of still on the come-up and dock. Um he scored a goal in today's scrimmage, actually, where it was, uh, there was a turnover by David Ryanbacker. He kind of threw a pass up. It wasn't really his fault. He was trying to make a pass to one of his wingers, and the winger didn't see it, uh, and it went right past him and onto the stick of Sean Monahan. Sean Monahan fires it, uh, rebound, and Joshua Hoya just fighting for position in front of the net. He gets the puck easily and just slides it in to a yawning cage. Um, and there was a number. Of chances that he created himself again mostly thanks to his abilities in terms of uh picking off passes and his active stick um he had one where he intercepted a pass in the neutral zone uh, cuts across the blue line and puts a perfect pass across the dock Doc takes a shot hits the post i mean he was creating chances like that Every single time, well not every single time they stepped on the ice, but seemingly every single time they stepped on the ice, he's creating chances like that. His passing on point, his puck protection was absolutely beautiful. There was a sequence in this first scrimmage this morning when he was coming down the left wing with the puck. And he's getting absolutely harassed by a defenseman. I can't remember who it was. Trying to stick lift him, trying to slash him, just trying to get the puck off of him any way that he can. Joshua Hua, just patient, calm, keeping the puck um away it, it, like diagonally across his body away from the checker and every time the checker went to one side he would move the puck to the other side gets a shot on goal and the shot was stopped but when i look at that sequence for me it's not i, I don't need him to put that puck in the goal in a scrimmage right i'm just looking at the overall body of work the skill the puck protect, protection that it took for him to be able to get into a, a position where he felt like shooting was even possible Everything that he did there and everything that he did in that scrimmage in general screamed NHL player. Now, before I get into why they have varying chances of actually making the roster, I do want to talk about Owen Beck because I felt like Owen Beck's line was also among the best lines that I've seen at camp so far. And Owen Beck today was skating on a very interesting looking line where he had Rafael Harvey Pinard and Brendan Gallagher on his wings. They were a nightmare to deal with these fucking guys were just relentless on the forecheck they were just putting pucks in deep chasing them down and just harassing the shit out of anybody who had the gall to put their stick on it they went up against uh was line a few times in the first scrimmage and uh it was interesting because whenever they went against each other it was a wash and then whenever either of those lines got out against a different line they were dominant so i, I would have liked to see you know, I, th- I wish the coaches would have said, you know what? We're going to get those two out against each other more often and just tr- make them battle it out. I feel like that would have been really interesting, but it didn't materialize. And anyways, um, I I suppose I should also throw a little bit of praise onto RHP and Gallagher for how well that line looked because both of those guys together, they've got some chemistry. So whether it ends up being Owen Beck or somebody else, I think you could keep those guys together for the bulk of this season. Uh, Maybe as a third line there and kind of work out who you want to play at center. And I think it could be a, a very difficult line for teams to deal with in the NHL. Now, as for Owen Beck... Um, he really looked like an NHL player, much like Joshua. Roy, it was surprising to see how well he gelled with those two, uh, particularly in transition. He was just making himself available for them as an outlet, and then he was doing quick distribution of the puck over to his wings because he clearly identified the fact that he has two absolute battering rams on the forecheck. And he went, all right, you know what we're going to do is I'm just going to try to you know play off of them a little bit and give them more space. And Owen Beck did a fantastic job creating space for those guys. Uh, they did end up getting a goal as well in the first scrimmage. And uh, that one was it was mostly Brendan Gallagher. Brendan Gallagher made a nice play on the half wall and then fired it into the middle. Harvey Pinar got a piece of that, put it right into the net. Um, look, it was a really good line. So that's two really good lines. And why I wanted to talk about both of these guys simultaneously is because out of everybody who's like looking to earn a spot and who is not in any sense of the word guaranteed, guaranteed a spot, those two have impressed me the most particularly in today's scrimmages. Now, I said there are varying degrees of chances that either one of them could actually do it and Joshua Hua, uh, you know, even if you put performances aside, right? Just forget about what you've seen on the ice and who you think is more impressive, Joshua Hua has a better chance. And why is that? Because he is 20 years old, which means that he can be sent to the AHL. Owen Beck, 19 years old, because of the agreement with the, uh, the sorry, the CHL and the NHL, he's required to go back to junior if he's not playing for the Habs. He can play for the Habs, but they would not be able to assign him to Laval at any point. And I think the flexibility issue is where it's going to become a problem for the Canadians. That's why whenever I've brought up Owen Beck, I've been reticent to say I think he can make the team because I really think it's going to be tough for them to give up that flexibility, right? The Habs, I don't think, are going to keep him there and then if things don't go well, they've got no choice. they got to send him back to juniors. So if they keep him past like the nine-game trial that they're allowed to do, they're kind of screwed. They're up shit's Creek because he can't go to Laval. Joshua Roy, on the other hand, they can put him on the Habs roster as of day one. And let's say he plays 15 games and things aren't going the way that they think it should. They can send him back down to Laval, give him top six minutes down there, and let him develop a little bit more. They don't have that luxury with Beck, so I think Roy has for sure the inside track, also the fact that he's a winger, right, once Christian Dvorak's back, the the middle of the ice is a little bit crowded for the Habs, and um, it's, I think it's gonna be difficult for them to justify keeping a a young center in the lineup, but very impressive performance from those two guys, and I think really what we should be excited about is that they look like they could play in the NHL I I don't have to be right about this, they don't have to pick one of these guys to actually be on the roster, what's important is they both look like they could be And that's excellent news for the Montreal Canadiens. Because as long as they can keep getting better, right? If they don't make the roster this year, they can make it next year. And this team is going to be better off with those guys on the ice, I think. And they've already figured out that these guys have chemistry with some of the players that they've already got. So, excellent news. Two young players that are really kind of, you know, putting themselves on the map at camp. And we should all be excited about that. It's, it's It's great news elsewhere in the forward group um, I really liked uh, Leah Anderson again I think he's, he's he's creating a lot of opportunities he had one where he created a two-on-one with a great play at the defensive blue line and then takes it all the way down to the offensive zone and uh, Caden Gooley made an excellent defensive play to break up the two-on-one that he created but I, I feel again like Leah Anderson is putting himself on the map he's, he's really trying to earn an NHL spot I don't know if he will but if he doesn't um, you know I think at some point he deserves a shot uh, to play in the NHL. I would keep a very close eye on him in preseason because what he does there is going to be very telling as to whether or not he's going to be able to earn a roster spot. Uh, I was talking to Pat Bexel about it in our Slack chat, and I was saying, you know, I think the best thing for them to do with Leas Anderson is give him a shot with some regular NHLers, like guys who you know are bona fide going to be on the roster in the preseason. Let him play with some of those guys a little bit. If he does well, great then he's that much closer to a roster spot. If he doesn't, or if he looks out of place at all, then you know maybe it's not going to work out. Um, but I think he's done enough at camp so far to earn that chance in the preseason. Really been enjoying uh, Jared Davidson as well. Uh, Kirby Doc has looked very ready to go. Nick Suzuki looked uh, fantastic in today's scrimmage. Uh, you could tell, again, I think I said this in the last episode, it's not that he's not trying, it's that he's... He's not focused on putting the puck in the net. It's not important to him. He's just trying different things, and he's just getting himself ready for the season. Uh, he had a great end-to-end skate today that ended with him trying to throw a pass into the middle that didn't work out. And I feel like in a game situation, he probably wouldn't have tried that pass. He probably would have put it on net. But look, it's it's immaterial to the point. He just he looks good out there. Cole Caulfield looks good. They're ready to go. I would, again, argue they, they need to stop this Emil Heinemann on that line experiment. He doesn't work with them. Uh, they they need to try somebody else there. I, again, would advocate for Joshua Webb, but, you know, do whatever you want. Uh, Joshua Webb has been working so well, as I mentioned, on his existing line, so you don't necessarily need to put him there. But just try somebody other than Emil Heinemann. I don't think anybody believes that he's going to be there during the season. Um, as we get into the preseason, you know, let's try somebody else. That's all I'm trying to say, you know. It's not that important in a scrimmage, of course, but when we get into these preseason games, we're starting to get closer to the roster taking shape. I think you really need to figure out who is going to start with those two on the top line. And last but not least, on the forward group, I was really impressed with uh, Philip Meshar today. Uh, I felt like he had his best day of camp so far, bar none. Um, He had a a lot of really good opportunities. He scored a goal. Um, It's everything that you could have... Asked him to do in that game. He did well. And I'm excited to see him in the preseason. Uh, I'm, I'm ready to reserve judgment. I, I think he's he's going to have an uphill battle to make the roster. But he looked a lot more ready today than he had in uh, any previous days at camp. So uh, all good news among the forwards. There was nobody that I was really disappointed with. Except, and I might get some heat for this. I was not a huge fan of Uriais Slavkovsky today all right and i don't want to knock him all right this is not me trying to take a shit on him this is a scrimmage it doesn't matter everybody's just trying to get ready and he hasn't played in what like 9 months so it's not shocking that he didn't have a great game but there was a couple of plays where i was just like ah you know You could have done a little bit better there. Like He came around behind the net one time and uh, Logan Mayu was coming down from the point, made himself available. All he had to do was just leave that puck. If he just did a short little pass and just kind of leave the puck there, Logan Mayu is going to blast that on net. It would have been a high danger scoring chance. And uh, Instead, he just held onto the puck and kept skating around in the offensive zone and nothing really came of it. Now, a few people had said, well, that's the safe play. He made the safe play, Matt. I'm not interested in safe plays. Certainly not. When when you're at camp and you're trying to make something happen, you're trying to uh, impress the coaching staff, I I think there's a a shot, and I don't know how good of a shot there is. I think there's a shot that he ends up starting in Laval. And I don't think that would necessarily be a bad thing. I thought at times last year that they should have given him some time there. Uh, I really thought they should have sent him to the World Juniors instead of making him play for the shitty Montreal Canadiens all season until he got hurt. But, you know, no use crying over spilled milk. Um, Again, it wouldn't shock me. If he ended up starting the season in Laval Um, Not sure what the chances are of that But look uh, I I just didn't think that he showed off As much as I would like him to in the scrimmages Now he did score a really nice uh, shootout goal At the end of the game today But you know It's a shootout goal It uh, It doesn't really get me out of bed You know Now we got to move on. We got to talk about the defense a little bit because the defense is going to be very important for the Montreal Canadiens this season. Uh, If they're going to look any better than they did last year, they got to do a better job of keeping pucks out of their own net and they need more production from their defense. And the good news there is they got production out of their defense today. Absolutely. Start with two guys who were in the NHL last year Mike Matheson and Caden Gooley. Let's start with Matheson. All right, Matheson was running the ice when he was out there every shift. Like absolute running, just running everybody's show. He went end to end at one point, right? Starts in his own zone, goes all the way down, untouched, gets into the O zone, dog walks Arbor Jackeye with a beautiful move. I'm not even dogging Jackeye for this. He, but he got walked. Mike Matheson, beautiful move. I think most people are probably gonna get walked by that move. And then throws it out front, sets up a goal for Philip Meshar. I mean, it was stunning. And he made a lot of plays just like that. Um, You know, he was constantly looking to get involved offensively. uh, Not shy about it whatsoever. And this is a guy who doesn't need to earn a spot. I think he's just getting himself ready for the season and he looks great. So that's good news. He's going to be a top pair guy in Montreal. And I think he's going to give them more production this year than he did last year. And then there's Caden Gooley. He scored a goal as well today. Nice one. Came down from the point and shot short side on Caden Primo. Uh, it was a shot where a lot of people were saying Caden Primo should have stopped that. But when you watch the replay a couple of times, what you'll notice is that Gouli was keeping the puck. He's a left hand shot, and he was coming in on the right side. So he was keeping the puck really far away from his body and making it look like he might throw it out in front into the slot. And that kind of forced uh, Caden Primo to play a little bit more towards the middle, and he left that post open. And then Gouli just changes the shot angle by, you know, doing a quick little toe drag, snapshot, <clears throat> in, low, short side. I love it. Caden Gooley looking like he might be able to give a little bit more production for them at the point as well. And I would say similarly to Mike Matheson, when he was on the ice, he was running everybody's show. And, you know, for a top defenseman, you've got to be able to take over games like that. I know my, my dad and my uncles never shut up about uh, Larry Robinson in his heyday, that when he would step on the ice, he would just take over the game. And everything that was happening, it's like he was a conductor that was just making it happen. And... You know, I saw, I don't want to try to compare these guys to Larry Robinson, right? But I saw a little bit of that from both of those guys in the scrimmages. So it's good news. They look ready for the season. I'm excited to see them in the preseason and beyond. And then we got to go with uh, some of the younger defensemen as well. Arbor Jacki scored two goals in his scrimmage. Tied the game late in his game with the net empty for his team with a clapper from the point. And earlier in that same game, he took a tough pass up at the point and uh, he was able to handle it. He bobbled it a little bit, gets back control of it and fires a wrister far side and scores. Two goals for him in that game and he looked great. And another thing that I want to say, big shout out to the Sheriff here. There was a moment where, uh, I forget who it was, somebody threw a suicide pass to Philip Meshar. And Arbor Jacki could have absolutely walloped him just outside of the um, offensive blue line. And he didn't. He pulled up and he just kind of just shouldered him a little bit. Um, that was nice to see. That was nice to see. And when he got dog walked by Matheson, um, you know, uh, my buddy Mike was tweeting me and he's like, I think in a game situation that... Arbor Jacki probably obliterates whoever tries that. And I don't know if that's true. Um, I think that was a beautiful move by Mike Matheson. But if that was the case, if he did pull up and specifically didn't try to hit uh, his teammate there, that's good. You don't need to be hurting anybody in you know scrimmages, right? So Arbor Jacki, very reserved game, and he scored two goals. Excellent, excellent game from him. Excited to see what he can bring this season. But we already knew that all three of those guys that I just talked about, um, are probably going to be on the NHL roster. That's three defensemen that we expect to be there day one and to be there probably almost every game, if not every game. Matheson and Gooley for sure, as long as they're healthy, they'll be in the lineup. Jacki, I think it's pretty inarguable at this point that he's going to be one of the best six defensemen that they've got and he's going to be out there most nights unless somebody comes in and steals his spot. And there was two young defensemen today who really impressed me. Logan Mayou and William Trudeau. So let's start with Mayu. Um, I think things have gone very similarly for him at camp as they did at the rookie tournament in that he's gotten better and more comfortable with every shift, with every game. And, you know, those repetitions for him are important, right? He lost a lot of development time, some by his own doing and some by injury. And, you know, when you lose development time like that, you know, you're looking at a player where you got to evaluate him just based on the skills that he's got. And he's got a lot of really good skills. He can absolutely rip the puck. He was looking to shoot every single time that he got the puck on his stick today, and he was creating opportunities for himself by using his legs. Like I said, there was that play where he got into position and, um, sorry, Slavkovsky, uh, for you know didn't pass him the puck and held onto it. But if you watch that sequence, you know he was moving around the blue line. He recognized it and he goes around, gets body position real quick on his check, and uh, he's looking to create that opportunity. And he had no qualms about you know making ventures into the offensive zone and joining in on the four check he was getting physical not too physical because it's a scrimmage but physical enough uh that i was you know i was impressed uh with his ability to kind of impose himself on the opposition and you know that shot man that shot he had one um i think it was who was net? i want to say quentin miller I think it was Quentin Miller, but he had an absolute laser from the point, and it got stopped, and it was a good save, but, you know, he was trying to corral it, he was trying to actually catch that puck, and he couldn't, it ends up bouncing like, you know, I don't know, 15, 20 feet in the air, that's the kind of velocity this kid can generate on his shots, it's impressive, and it's going to serve him well at the next level um i think he's probably going to be starting in Laval, but you know with every passing game with every passing shift he seems to look more and more comfortable and i think that's a really good sign the whole point of camp is to get you ready for the season to get you to to, to get you better uh than you were last season and he looks like he's there he looks better than he was last season to me um it's going to take some time, and they got to keep working at it. But the, the good news is, again, he seems very coachable. He seems like he's taking instruction. And he seems like he's getting better game in, game out. So good news. And then you got William Trudeau, man. Um, I can't tell you how impressed I am with this kid. I remember when I watched him in junior, right, the, the big thing that always stood out was just physicality. He was landing big hits. What's standing out for him, both at the rookie tournament and in camp, is how good he is with the puck. Like he's dancing around people. He's getting into the offensive zone. He's making moves. Uh, When he gets the puck at the blue line, every time he gets the puck at the blue line, he's using head fakes, he's using shoulder fakes to kind of dip people around and then go around him and then create more opportunities and throw really nice passes. Like, everything that he's doing screams offensive potential. More offensive potential than you would have thought he'd have if you watched him in junior. And I can't help but be excited, you know, because William Trudeau is not one of the defensemen that if you asked... I don't know, 100 Habs fans a year ago. Who's going to be, you know, at the the 2023-24 camp? Who do you think is going to be, like, maybe pushing for a roster spot that you don't expect? Nobody would have said him. A lot of people might have said Logan Mayu, A lot of people might have even said Lane Hudson just because, you know, there's a possibility that he leaves school and decides to go and join the pros. But nobody would have said William Trudeau. And now here we are. He was one of the most impressive defensemen today outside of, you know, Mike Matheson and Caden Gooley. And those are two NHLers. And he's doing a lot of the same things that they were doing. Dancing around players, controlling the game from the point. Um, This could get very interesting at camp at this point. I've I've named a lot of names there. And all this to say, I'm just excited what's going to happen in the preseason here and how this roster is going to shape out. Because there's a number of young players that have shown enough so far from what we've seen that they deserve a longer look. So we might have a lot of bodies going into these preseason games. They're probably going to have to make some cuts because they brought so many people to camp this year. I'm assuming that by the time we get to the preseason games next week, there's going to be a few people that get cut. But I think a lot of these young players, especially the guys that I've mentioned, I don't think they're going anywhere yet. I think they're all going to get preseason games and then we're going to see how things develop from there. Right? So oh we got my child skipping by and stomping by my office uh so i think it might be time for me to wrap this up but (laughs) anyways (coughs) all this to say we have a lot to be excited about as habs fans this season i do not think is going to be as miserable as last and um you know realistically what we want to see is some players take a step forward in their careers so um good things to come folks good things to come what are we running Over 23 minutes. So, it's une soirée inconnue pour les employés de soutien. Uh, We're on Spotify, Google Play, Apple, Megaphone. I'm on Twitter at DrakeMT. Drop me a follow. I'd appreciate it very much. Thank you, as always, for listening. And, of course, à la prochaine.